from partly cloudy Minnesota, which I'm sure will be sunny soon enough, this is the Polaris Podcast, brought to you by the Polaris Help Center. I am Joe Zemer, and I am not an expert. When it comes to technology, I defer to my much smarter wife at home. And when I'm at work, I defer to my much smarter coworkers. Today, I am joined by one of those coworkers so we can get some expert guidance on ride command. Specifically, we're talking about how we can use the group ride function on our Polaris off-road vehicles. And for that, we're joined by Matt Schiller, a product owner on the Ride Command team. Let's get to learning. To the phone lines we go. Well, we're talking about group ride for off-road vehicles today, and for that, we bring in Matt Schiller. Matt, thank you so much for joining us. And to start with, why don't you introduce yourself to everyone and tell us about your your job here at Polaris? Yeah, for sure. Thanks for uh, inviting me to come come talk about this cool uh, technology that we've got. So, again, my name is Matt Schiller. I'm a product owner on the Ride Command team. Specifically, I work with you know all different parts around Polaris, different teams to figure out what are the, the features we're going to do and see those come to life. Specifically, I work you know mostly on Ride Command mobile apps and websites, but work very closely with the teams doing um, the displays in the vehicles and everything everything in the Ride Command world. Well, to start with, if someone is brand new to Polaris off-road vehicles and brand new to, to Ride Command. One of the major features, I think one of the coolest features, is group ride. So if someone's new, can you just give us a quick overview of what actually is group ride? What are we talking about when we, when we talk about this feature? For sure. So group ride, uh, it's just one of the many features that we have in Ride Command, but it's certainly one that, you know, makes the riding experience so much better. And, you know, again, that's one of our you know, biggest goals with Ride Command is just enhancing the riding experience. You know, before and during and after every single ride. And, and group rides is one of the things that makes that just a lot more enjoyable when you're out riding. So um, at its core, it's really about being able to keep track of everybody in your group so you know where they're at. Um, and that really changes the way that you ride. And a lot of the, the testing that we're, you know, we're doing early on with this, and especially as we introduce the, the V2V technology, which I'm sure we'll talk about in a bit here, it really helps so much just to be able to see where other riders are on the map to know if they've veered off course, they had to stop for a minute, if they're on their way again. You know, even a lot of times when you're you're out riding, it's you know, you've got to stop at intersections, make sure everybody in your group is caught up. Um, you know, you can see everybody, keep that line of sight. With group ride, you can spread out a little bit more, especially if it's in dusty conditions or you know, just even for safety, being able to keep some more distance between each other. Uh, but really know that everybody's still on track, you know, riding with the group. So that's kind of at its core what it's really, really meant to do is just make the, you know, experience of riding and, and riding together with people um, just a lot more enjoyable and, and less stressful. Can you quick take us behind the curtain and tell us what goes into the development of features like Group Ride? How much work is going on in the background at all times for customers to have the technology experiences they are having with Polaris? Yeah, so and we've got teams of people that are, you know, passionate about writing and, and technology working on this stuff day in and day out. Um, so a lot of what features we develop and, you know, especially where group ride came from is we're always trying to find ways to, you know, solve problems with that would detract from having a great experience while riding. So, you know, just like the things that I explained about losing people in your group or not knowing where they are, or if they're still on their way, you know, group ride is one of the things that really, help solve that. So we're always looking at what are the what are the best things to 
you know, go after as far as features and technologies that we can develop that ensure people can have the most fun when they're actually out riding. Cause we know that, you know, if you, any vehicle that you, you know, own or get a chance to go ride, whether that's through a, a rental or something like that, you're not doing that day in and day out. You know, it's a, something you only get to do once in a while. And we want to be able to make the time that you actually get to do that be the best that it can be. Um, so a lot of the you know, features that we build help make that better, whether it's planning rides beforehand, um, being able to ensure that everybody knows where you're going to be going um, while you're riding, you know, group ride and, and a bunch of other features that we have to make sure that that experience is good. And then certainly after you're done riding, be able to share that experience with, you know, the people that you went out with or, you know, with others that didn't get to go. Well, let's drill down on group ride now. Let's talk about the different ways you can use group ride. You mentioned one of them before in V2V. What do you mean when you're saying V2V? Yeah, so V2V stands for vehicle to vehicle. Um, what we developed there is some antennas that are on you know, certain equipped vehicles that actually form um, you know, some mesh network basically between the vehicles so that they can talk to each other and relay some basic information like you know, the location of the vehicle, the rider's name, um, some things like that, so that the group ride function can work anywhere, even without cell coverage. Um, so it was really the, the next gen, you know, where, where we wanted to take that. Uh, originally, we introduced the cellular-based group ride um, a few years back. Um, but obviously, you know, a lot of places that people like to, to get out and go ride don't have good cell coverage. So this is a way to uh, address that problem and make sure that our vehicles could actually talk to each other no matter where you are. Now, what model years are we talking about for V2V capabilities? Uh, so it was originally introduced, um, I don't remember the specific date, but uh, for off-road vehicles, it's model year 20 and above, and it can be added uh, to model year 19. Off-road vehicles, uh, Razor, Ranger, and General that are equipped with the Polaris 7-inch Ride Command displays in them. But any 2020 and moving forward can also be you know, equipped with the, the V2V technology for off-road. And then uh, for 2021 snowmobiles, uh, we just introduced a new 7-inch, uh, uh, or we call the 7S display for snowmobiles that's available on a few select models, uh, including the Indy VR1, 129, 137, Switchback Assault 146, uh, in both engine configurations, 650 and 850 for those vehicles. We're definitely going to talk about that new display in future months, too. So when we're talking about this this V2V capability, you touched on some of it before, but just to make it really clear for people, what are the requirements in terms of the software and the cell coverage you need to operate V2V? Right. So if you if you have a uh, you know, Model Year 20 and above um, vehicle for off-road, that's a Razor Ranger General that has the 7-inch the Ride Command display built into it, everything is there and ready to go from the factory. Um, so it has an antenna there um, for Monitor 2019 uh, vehicles that have the Polaris 7-inch display. You can purchase a kit that um, adds the V2V antenna um, so that it can communicate with other vehicles. So really, that's, that's mostly it. From there, you can create groups right on the display itself in the vehicle. Um, other vehicles can join that group as long as they can see it, and you can just go out and start riding. And that group is there all the time until you decide to, you know, disband that group or, you know, create a new one. Um, so every time you start up those vehicles in that group, they'll see each other and show up on the map. 
I should mention too, for a lot of the step-by-step instructions, we have a lot of that information available online. I'm going to put some links to those, that information in the description of this episode. Uh, doubling back to V2V, Matt, what sort of range does it have? How far away can I be from other people in my group and still see them on my display? Yeah, so we we usually say it's about two miles. You know, it varies with terrain. Um, you know, and that isn't like two miles isn't the best it will ever get. You know, it can get more than that if you're, you know, line of sight, you know, say you've got a couple of mountain peaks or something, it can definitely get farther than that. But on average, in our testing and our riding, two miles is pretty solid. Um, you know, if you're in a couple of desert canyons, you know, with some big hills in between, it, it, it can definitely get less than that. But, uh, but pretty good coverage, especially if you're in forest conditions and that two miles um, is, is pretty consistent. Let's talk about a different way to use group ride, and that's Bluetooth tethering. What does Bluetooth tethering mean? That's maybe not something we do in our everyday life. Yeah, so Bluetooth tethering, it's, it's our first step into getting, um, you know, these vehicles to be able to be more connected. So if you have a phone and a uh, plan with your uh, cellular provider that supports Bluetooth tethering, what you can do is turn that on. It's it's very similar to like a Wi-Fi hotspot on some devices, especially iOS devices. It's just called, you know, personal hotspot. You can turn that on. Um, and then the seven inch display in the vehicle can see that and use your phone as an internet connection. So then what that will do is if you have group ride enabled, it will take the positions of your vehicle and other B2V members of that group and relay them up to our cloud services. So that way, anybody who's participating in that group ride just from a cell phone will be able to see all of the people in that group as well, and vice versa. We can have then that vehicle that has that Bluetooth tether, that internet connection, pull down locations of riders only using the app and show them right on the 7-inch display for other riders. So we try to blend all the group together and show riders' positions in that group to as many of the other group members as we technically can. Uh, we, we try to make it just really simple and easy. You know, there's a ton of really crazy things that happen in the back end to make all that work, uh, but really just seamless for, for riders. So, yeah, Bluetooth tethering gives you an advantage of group ride, being able to see more people, um, but then also giving that internet connection to uh, your 7-inch display means you can also um, integrate right with your ride command account. So being able to upload the rides from your vehicle to your account automatically or pull down planned rides or tracked rides that you had in your accounts already, even waypoints and all that, being able to just seamlessly move those back and forth. So just to clarify, to use the Bluetooth tethering, I need a cell phone and I need a display, correct? Correct. A, a 7-inch display, either, you know, ORV, Ranger, Razor General, um, or the new 7S display coming out for Model 21 snowmobiles. How will I be able to know if my phone is capable of that? Is there an easy way for me to check? Um, most uh, Android and iOS phones, for three, four years or so are capable of that, but it also depends on your cell phone plan. So the best way to check would be to, you know, check if your cell phone plan supports that, um, you know, and, and make sure that that's something you can do. You can always try to turn it on and see um, if you get any messages on your phone and depending on the device, sometimes it'll tell you whether or not you have that, but it, it really does depend on your cell phone plan. So another way you can use Group Ride is through the Ride Command app. Uh, now, can I use this? If I don't have a ride command display, can I still bring up the app on my phone and take part in the, in the group ride? Yes, absolutely. So if you do not have a ride command display in your vehicle, 
Uh, you can use the app, turn on group ride, be a participant in that group. Um, you'll be able to, you know, show up on the display for other people that do have a ride command display, but you'll also be able to see them right on your phone. So it's, it's a nice way to you know, still be able to keep track of the group. You know, if you need to stop for a minute, pull out your phone, make sure you can still see where everyone's at. Um, it, it's a nice way to participate that way as well. Now, what are the requirements to be able to do this? Obviously, cell phone coverage would be one. And what kind of range am I looking at here? Um, so cell coverage is really the, the determining factor. As long as you have cell coverage, the range in that case is then unlimited. Uh, because, you, you know, if your position can be communicated up to the cloud, it doesn't matter where you are. So the, the range at that point would be unlimited. We're not going to go into the, how to use everything. So that's maybe more of a visual medium here, Matt. But in terms of using group ride. If my group is a mixture of these things, you mentioned before being able to use these things together, but if some people in my group have V2V, some are using the Bluetooth tethering, some are using the cell, just to reiterate, who can see who in that in that situation? Yeah, without getting too boring and technical, um, if there is at least one person in the group that has V2V and Bluetooth tethering, they will relay the positions of everyone else uh, to and from the cloud so that Everyone who um, is either V2V or on a cellular, you know, a cell device with um, with the app will be able to see everyone else. So if you only have V2V members in the group, you know, they will be able to see each other, but nobody on the app would be able to see them. As long as you have one vehicle that has a Bluetooth tether, everyone using the app will be able to see all of the people in the group. Um, so really the only way that you would be isolated and not be able to see anyone is if you are um, a V2V only rider with no one in the group that's tethered. Then you would only be able to see other V2V riders. But in other, any other scenario, uh, everybody should be able to see each other as long as there's cell coverage for whoever has the Bluetooth tether in the group or if everyone does. You know, and the, more, the more people that can be connected with that Bluetooth tether, the more uh, chance you have of getting coverage and being able to relay those positions up for everyone else. Perfect. Now, there's also the Ride Command website. What sort of group ride functions can be done if we're online at home? Yeah, so recently we we added some additional group ride functions to the web. So a couple of things on that. You know, if you're planning an upcoming ride, you can create your group right on the website, um, invite others to that group so they're joined to it before you even go out and ride. Um, but then while you're out riding, someone else can actually be a member of that group and be an observer from the website. So if you've got somebody, you know, back at home, back at the cabin that kind of wants to keep tabs on the group, you know, they can bring up the website, watch everybody as they're out riding around. Um, as long as one person has a um, Bluetooth tether or cell, you know, cell connectivity, um, they can see them and, you know, just be able to keep track of that. Uh, what's nice then is that person is, they have to be a group member but their location won't show up for everyone else that's out riding uh, because that would kind of mess up the like zoom to group features and everything. If you've got one person way off, you know, back at home or something like that, um, you, you want to only be able to see the people who are actually out riding. So we, we made sure that the person viewing from the web is, is really just an observer um, and doesn't, doesn't show their own position, uh, but they do have to be a member of that group. So it's not just anybody that can jump in on any group. A lot of great features, Matt. Where should people go online to learn more about Ride Command? Yeah, so I'm really ridecommand.polaris.com is a great spot to start. Uh, if you don't have an account already, you can create an account there. Start doing things like planning rides, 
uh, learning about things. We've got some tutorials up there on videos you can watch. Otherwise, there are a whole bunch of Ride Command self-help articles in any of the self-help uh, sections of the main Flaris website. Awesome. I'm going to put some links to all those again in the description of this episode. Matt, we thank you a bunch for taking some time to talk to us and teaching us all about our group ride and ride command. Yeah, for sure. Thank you. I'd like to send out another thank you to Matt and a huge thank you to all of you for listening. Don't forget about those online resources Matt and I discussed. All of the relevant links can be found in the description of this episode. If you like what you've just heard, hit that subscribe button and consider leaving us a five-star review. And don't forget to tell your friends to subscribe wherever they get their podcasts. If you're new, welcome aboard. We're happy to have you in the Polaris family. Make sure to listen to our past episodes for even more tips, not from me, but from actual experts. And stay tuned for future episodes. Until then, this has been the Polaris Podcast. Hey everyone, that is Clover. And she would like to remind everyone that the Polaris Podcast is brought to you by the Polaris Help Center. That's right, Clover. The Help Center is your first stop for vehicle information, maintenance tips, and how-to videos. Just look for the Help button in the upper right-hand corner of any Polaris brand website. Hey, I'll tell them if you'll settle down and give me a chance. Anyway, Clover says to remember that all riders should always wear helmets, eye protection, and protective clothing and footwear. Read, understand, and follow your owner's manual. Never ride under the influence of drugs or alcohol. Ride within the limits of your own abilities and never engage in stunt or exhibition driving. Satisfied, Clover? (laughs) 